What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Making Sense Podcast. I go by the name Arnold. This podcast is for the people who, like me, love movies and TV shows and anime. We'll get into some conversation. We'll do movie reviews, TV show reviews, conversation revolving around the world of film. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Making Sense Podcast. So in today's episode, we'll get into the review of Marvel's latest movie, The Just Police, The Eternals. So I'll say this. I won't get into any type of spoilers in this episode. Let me try and say it again. There will be no spoiler in that episode, meaning I won't give any type of uh, plot twist anything that happens within the story i'm definitely going to talk about what's happening around the movie but i won't give any type of uh information as far as the movie like i won't ruin anything that happens in the movie for you so you can be relaxed i'm not like i said i, I this, the goal of this episode is mostly to talk about the movie itself without giving anything that a way that happens within the movie so let me say a couple of seconds to address this um the eternals i just watched the eternals like it's pretty much fresh so i watched that movie like yesterday my first impressions and i sat down a couple of like you know hours now um it hasn't been 24 hours yet but my first impression when it comes to the eternals and those are like a little bit of mixed feelings um, the Eternals is a really different movie from anything that we've seen. I tried to find words to phrase it and saying like, no, it's not like a real... M- it's the most non-MCU movie within the MCU. Let me try and explain what I mean when I'm saying this. Meaning, it is in the MCU. You got characters established in the MCU. There's name drops of other characters in the MCU. You got all the codes of a superhero movie, but it really feels like it feels more like a high budget sci-fi movie than the MCU movie, which is pretty good. You know, it really is different. It's different in so many ways. That's my biggest thing, right? I don't think because it's been pretty much critically panned. People say they don't like it or whatever. But my thing is after watching the movie I, I genuinely understand why some people liked it and why some people didn't but me my opinion i, I did like the movie it is it's just if you go ahead and watch the movie just know that you won't watch the typical uh, marvel movie let me give you give you an example and we'll definitely get i'll definitely get into the review but when it comes to a movie like shang chi which was like the last the latest movie that marvel released right shang chi is a great superhero movie because you know you got all the characters the origin story the characters the antagonist the whatever and at the end of the movie spoiler alert if you haven't watched it but you have this big showdown with the villain and that wasn't maybe maybe my little teeny tiny bit of criticism when i watched shang chi i felt that the last battle really felt like it was like okay now you know that you're watching a superhero movie but when you're watching the Eternals at times it it really feels like and sometimes yeah I was in movie theaters maybe a little bored because my thing was you know when you watch when you expect watching a superhero movie you think you're gonna 
see action all the time, characters fighting each other, whatever, all the time. But this one, it's a really character-driven movie, you know? You got characters that full fleshed out, develop. Um, the director made the director made a really great job of just giving not everybody because you got many characters, but many characters that have like time to shine, and we really get into the complexity and the psychology of the characters. So, like I said, it really is tonally different, scenaristically. I don't know if that's a word, but scenaristically, it's different, and it's really a bold move for Marvel. And once you watch the Eternals, this is my biggest takeaway. It's pretty much a standalone movie. Without giving anything away, it feels like a standalone movie. Like, you will never... I don't... Maybe they'll do a sequel, but once you watch the movie, you will pretty much left yourself wondering, like, is there a need for a sequel? But overall, like I said, it, it's it's a really bold move. Really different from everything that I've seen. And it feels like, like I said, it feels like the most non-MCU movie within the MCU me i love marvel movies like i said you know people when people love to hate on the mcu they say oh marvel movies aren't really movies listen me i love any type of movies right so i i bought especially marvel movies listen i bought black panther and i bought the dvd in 4k and i don't even have a 4k tv that's how much i i, I love those movies right i got dvds let me check if i see yeah well i, I got a couple ones right but that movie really feels like something different than anything that you've seen and you know sometimes difference is great you know it, it's a bold move so let me get into like now that, that don establish a little bit more of context let me try to get into more as to why i think it's really different so first of all when it comes to the characters right like i said it really is a character driven story it fit like the MCU, like meaning formula, meaning you have characters, blah, blah, blah. Especially like it's a team assemble movie, meaning it looks more like not even the adventure, but it will probably look more like Guardians of the Galaxy, meaning you have a first movie to establish a couple of characters. And this one pretty much does the job. It's it's quite long. The movie is the, the longest Marvel movie that you've seen but once you watch the movie and the story that the director was trying to tell during that movie it kind of makes sense as to why is it that long um to be honest maybe if the movie was like 20 minutes like shorter i wouldn't mind but when you when you're sitting in the movie theaters there was a couple of moments when I was like, eh, it was like it's maybe a little boring, but overall, it doesn't feel like it's that long, and yet it's still is. so that's a pretty great accomplishment. But during that movie, you really feel like the director's touch. You know, it's like I said, there's this point he made this point of, and you know, it's it's a director she already won an Oscar. Her name is Chloe Zhao, and if you look at her work, it really is different. And I don't know if it's more a route than Marvel will take in the future, but adding those type of uh, directors that are really different and really trying to tell a story. Not saying that the other ones weren't trying to tell a story. Like for me, Black Panther, and that's my favorite movie, I felt like Ryan Coogler did such a wonderful job of telling the story about characters. Same thing with Shang-Chi. But for this one, you know, it, it's almost like the movie itself set its own universe. Like, it's its own thing, its own entity. It, like I said, it feels like a standalone movie. Characters, there's really... They, 
all of them have a journey, a, a, a beginning, a middle and an end. And it really kind of gives you this impression of watching uh, a non-superhero a non movie. Let me not say a non-MCU movie, but like it really feels like you're not watching a superhero movie. And to me, that is pretty much an accomplishment because one of the criticisms that some people may have have in the past, may have had, sorry, in the past could have been that the MCU, it's always superhero movie, blah, blah, blah. You got the beginning, the middle, and then the big showdown at the end. And sometimes it's done wonderfully. Like you look at the, the final scene of Avengers Endgame that I watch like five times a day with the music, you know, dun, 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 dun. That music drops, you, you know, you know what's going on. But overall, it, that movie, it's it, even the, the biggest showdown. Like you got obviously fights, you got fights, but it, it really, it's it's just totally different. Like and something that I will definitely get into is the tone. The tone of the movie really feels like adult and more mature, if that makes any sense. Meaning. You definitely have comic relief and again i'll get into it uh i feel like kunai nanjai who is uh the actor who plays kingo stole pretty much everything that he was in it if you're not familiar who he is he's an actor pakistanese i believe he played in the hbo tv show called silicon valley he also made the movie the big sick amazing movies uh, amazing movie the big sick is a really dope movie same thing for uh, silicon valley he's stand-up comedian he pretty much steal the show in every scene that he is really funny but all aside from that it's not like any type of marvel movie with everybody's pretty much you know jokey jokey and it's not something that i don't like but that movie feels more mature the tone it feels more serious the stakes and you actually got stakes in this movie quite huge stakes all of them kind of goes into making the story about listen everything that happens in other movies it's like it's great or whatever in this movie you got huge stakes and it really feels like a serious movie it's 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 nothing like i've seen to be honest in the mcu so that's why i feel like people probably will be a little bit divided when they go and watch the movie but the characters are just like this great and the eternals pretty much give us this thing about gods living among us as men like this is the story of the eternals having those godlike figure living among men without men realizing that they were among us the whole time and that's pretty much what the movie is about the one criticism i got like i said i'm mcu head i'm mcu buff watch all the movies the tv shows something that we need to address is the reason why they weren't trying to intervene when Thanos was around, I won't give that reason away. My only thing, this only thing I'll say, it is pretty lazy and non-believable, pretty stupid. And that's just my opinion, you know, right? That like you probably won't feel that way. And if you do, great. To be honest, like just going back to what I'm saying, like the reason as to why they didn't intervene in the fight with Thanos, I think it's pretty stupid. Like, cause, cause my thing was, if you're a god and you live among men and you're supposed to, you know, like not intervene, but you still, your goal is to whatever, protect them or whatever. If someone comes around and is trying to destroy the, the earth, I would think that maybe, just maybe, you know, it's just an idea. I'm just, you know, it's just a little idea. Maybe intervening and trying to stop the individual from destroying the whole planet the whole universe would be a great idea but hey that's just that's just me that's just that's just how i think but anyway 
that that's my only type of like criticism when it comes to it. Like, I feel like the reason, and I'm not giving away the reason, but the reason as to why they didn't intervene is pretty much stupid. Just like I said, going back to what I was saying, Eternals, godlike figures, like I said, living among men, um, the idea of them living and influence humanity in some type of ways, in many ways, is pretty interesting. It's just, it's like. Let me try to, I'm going to make a comparison, and if you're listening to it, you're going to be like, what the hell is he talking about? But, let just hear me out. It's like, remember in Transformers, you know, in <laughs> Transformers, the one when we realized that all the technology that we had was because they, they kept Megatron, like, in a cell or whatever they were experiencing the experimenting on him and he's the reason why we got all the technologies in advance and in the second one we knew that the transformers are the reason why we got pyramids and then in the third the reason why we got a moon because there was some was trap out there anyway like it's pretty much like that but obviously it's explained like they do a way much a way better job as far as like explaining to why but yeah like you, you will see in the movie they influence some type of historical events and you see them throughout history any type of ages and it's really interesting to see those grounded because they have like century of advance of knowledge or whatever and seeing them just pretty much imagine yourself yourself from now being thrown in the past and seeing all type of stuff happening and just wondering what your reaction would be and that's pretty much what you see in the first part of the movie throughout either them interacting with each other or just throughout flashbacks and flashbacks are also a thing uh, i'll get into it uh, in, in a minute but yeah overall it's it feels like the, the eternals are just like gods like godlike if not gods like godlike figures living among uh, among uh, men and that is mainly um what the whole point of the movie is about another thing is the cast you know the cast i'll say this it's probably the most diverse cast in any mcu movie you got asian you got asian characters black characters uh gay characters uh, white characters, uh, uh, people, handicapped characters. I won't say who he is. Who is? Um, you got. It's it's like they tick all the boxes, right? And the great thing, and that was like one of the biggest criticisms. Like whenever Marvel was trying to, sometimes they do they they do a great job. I feel like Shang Chi and Black Panther, and even Captain Marvel, when it comes to putting a lead or having a cast that is pretty much different from anything that you see in Hollywood, I definitely feel like they did such a wonderful job. And in this movie, the great thing is like, even a big thing was having a, a, a actual gay character, LGBTQ plus uh, character played by Brian Terry Henry. He actually plays Paperboy in Atlanta. And he, even his relationship, it doesn't feel like corny doesn't feel like pandering it's I, I feel like they handled it really well uh it's like i said it is it's that was like because i think there's a couple of people who went on rotten tomatoes and started to bomb the movie as far as reviews because they had gay characters in it but after watching it that was the only concern because me i don't care like if the end the characters like gay trans or whatever um but it doesn't feel like pandering it's not pandering at all like you don't feel like Oh my god like they just they did it like to be honest and you have to give props what props is due it, it really they really handle it really well but yeah the cast is overall super 
diverse. Pretty much everybody gets their time to shine. It's pretty, pretty. Of course, you got a couple of highlights. You got Angelina Jolie. She's in the movie. Her characters, it, her character is really interesting. It's not what I was expecting, but in a good way. Meaning, I have pretty much preconceived idea as far as to who she might play and that's really not who she plays in the movie the villain of the movie and this is a thing that i would definitely not spoil uh he's it's interesting to see the the villain motives his point of view and that's in that sense i, I feel like it is a really great movie because my thing is my metric to judge a marvel a good marvel movie is as far as like the villain if you got a great villain, then automatically you pretty much have a super great superhero movie. That's the reason why Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame are such great movies because Thanos is probably the perfect villain. If you take non-MCU movies, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, you have The Joker and Bane, both of them the great villain. And in the MCU, Killmonger, Killmonger, Loki, even Wen Wu, aka the Mandarin in Shang-Chi, uh, he's actually not named the Mandarin, just Wen Wu. Uh, but yeah, like having a great villain. In, in this movie, the villain is really dope. I feel like his motives actually make sense and he's not one dimension, maybe a little bit one dimensional, but you actually can understand where he's coming from. So that was pretty much. Uh, I think I'll definitely say it was pretty much well handled. Overall, my favorite like highlight of the show, I would definitely say Kunai Nanjai. He's the one who steals the show in every scene that he is. He's not, he's definitely like, has like a comic relief type of character, but he's also, there's definitely layers to the character. He's deep, he has intensity moments, complex moments. Like you, you see him interacting with characters. They actually have like heart to heart conversation. He's a, emotionally available he's he's like that's my favorite character of the movie by far you also have the cersei character who i think carries the movie and it's not a small thing to carry a movie when you have so many great actors and so many talent around you so i'll definitely uh give props to Gemma chan who plays cersei kate harrington john snow you know he's in the movie as well won't give away uh his role but yeah, he's, he was decent, I, I guess. And yeah, pretty much, like I said, villain was great. The cast, the ensemble cast was really great. Pretty much most of the characters, they have like time to shine, highlights, moments. And yeah, that's pretty much my take on the movie. Another thing, this is my only thing. Like I said, when it comes to runtime, there was definitely, and I'll, I'll definitely say it's in the beginning because you got flashback in the movie and sometimes flashbacks they kind of take you a little bit away from the main story and at times it's a little boring especially in the in the beginning but that pretty much goes away when the movie really starts uh, and you see like the characters whether it's just the action or even just the plot moving forward that's pretty much my only like teeny tiny bit uh, of criticism uh, it kind of takes time to introduce some characters and but when their characters are introduced is pretty much yeah a, a, a really great ride this movie this is like that will be my last thing concerning the returnals of the movie um if the difference between why i say that it's probably he it has all the characteristic of a standalone movie meaning every marvel movie in some way shape or form pretty much pushes the plot forward 
as far as like the bigger picture of the MCU. You see in Shang-Chi, they pretty much introduce the Ten Rings. You see Shang-Chi at the end. He's like post credit scenes. And yeah, I'm spoiling the movie because if by then you haven't watched it, like, bro, it's been two months. So anyway, but anyway, you have the two post credit scenes and they're pretty much teasing like the the Shang-Chi partners, like Shang-Chi being part of something greater and possibly being part of the Avengers. Uh, Black Widow does not push the movie, the plot forward. Listen, I'll say this. Black Widow was not a good movie. I, I genuinely think that Black Widow is a bad one. We don't really hold it against Marvel because that was, you know, I, it was post-pandemic or whatever, but Black Widow is really not a great movie. Like, this is, I will probably say it was trash, but anyway, that's just my opinion. But again, uh, going back to what I was saying, it doesn't, The Eternals, one of the reasons why I'm saying it's pretty much a standalone film is because it doesn't push the plot forward, meaning you won't have ramification of big ramification, at least not immediate ramification of what happens in the movie in the MCU. I would probably say, and I haven't watched the movie yet, but a movie like Spider-Man No Way Home, especially knowing that they're teasing stuff about the multiverse, I'll probably say it will have bigger ramification in the MCU's future than a movie like The Eternals. And same thing for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It was those two movies will definitely have big ramifications. Same thing from, by the way, uh, uh, Ant Man Quantumania 3, uh, Ant Man 3 Quantumania. And yeah, those movies will definitely have like big scale ramification. And The Eternals, one of the reasons why people will definitely feel the standalones like this the, the ramification will have big scales but i feel like the scales won't have an immediate effect on the mcu it might be like 10 movies down the line that that will see those like effects and yeah phase four marvel phase four pretty much leans towards the multiverse and space and that's a thing about the Eternals. You have a lot of space stuff. Again, I won't try to give too much away. But yeah, you definitely have uh, space Marvel characters reference. Stuff about Celestials and stuff. So yeah, it, it's pretty much a, a, a great movie. Like I said, I don't know if there will be a sequel. To be honest, I don't think there's a need for a sequel. You know, you, once you watch the movie, you'll make your, your own opinion. But yeah, I don't think there's a need for a sequel. But yeah, overall, I, I'll say this. The Eternal is a great movie. It's don't if you go to the movie theaters and you expect the Eternals to be like Shang-Chi or just Black Widow or like freaking Captain Marvel or whatever, you're bound to be quote unquote disappointed because it's not it won't be that. But if you go in this movie and you have like an open mind or whatever and you just go to have to see something different from any of the Marvel that you, you've seen, you'll probably go on and enjoy it. But yeah, that was pretty much my opinion on The Eternals. I hope you guys enjoy it, and yeah, peace. Well, that's it for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Making Sense Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. If you have any type of question, if you want to leave a review, I am available on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music as well, Deezer, Spotify, Podchasers. If you haven't done so, please guys, go ahead and subscribe and share if it's the type of content that you like. So yeah, thank you so much for the support and have a great day.